Welcome back to the Enduring Truth Podcast, where we drop new episodes every other Friday. Currently, we are in a discussion entitled Your Praise, God's Provision. I am your host, Cody Ricketts, and I'm grateful to have you here with us today. As we begin this discussion again, this is the second episode of this series so far. Uh, just We're just tying in things we've been discussing for the past several episodes and the past few discussions we've been having. We're looking at the idea of praise and how it can change your perspective and how it can, when you magnify the Lord more than you magnify your problems or your situation or even yourself, how things start to fall into line and how when you begin to speak things that are found in the Word of God, how those promises found there can, again, change your perspective and make everything fall into alignment. You know, in Matthew 6, God says to seek first the kingdom of heaven and the rest of the stuff, you know, what you'll eat and and drink and be clothed in, all those things, that all those things we, we worry about and seek after, all that stuff will be added to us once we seek God first. And all those things come as a byproduct of seeking God first. And it's not something we have to strive after or, or seek for that it's just provided you know, like it says, that he feeds the birds of the year and they neither sow nor reap. And we're worth so much more to God than, than the birds of the air are. Last episode, we discussed um, the story of Jehoshaphat and Jehaziel and how they sought the Lord prior to going into a battle. And Jehaziel, uh, under the spirit of the Lord, he spoke the words that they did not have to fight that battle, that the battle was the Lord's. And all they had to do was stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And I loved how after the fact, you know, in verse 20, it says that, So they rose early in the morning, and as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood, and he said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord, and who praise, or, and who should praise the beauty of holiness, as they went out before the army, they were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. And it says that as they began to sing and to praise the Lord, God began to set ambushes against the people that were coming against them, and that when they got to the place where the battle was happening, there was our, the battle was already over, that they had destroyed themselves, you know, and they just went and took of the spoil that was left there from the destruction of themselves, from the people that had come against them to begin with. And I love that story because it says that they, A, but that they believed in the Lord and they were established and that they set people to praise him. And that's what they led into the battle with is people praising and singing and glorifying the Lord. And they led with that into the battle. Now, again, today we don't fight against flesh and blood. We don't fight against people, but we do fight against evil spirits and we can still magnify and glorify God that makes him so much bigger than whatever's coming against us. And I think that's so important. And today I just want to do something just a little bit different. Um, while I was kind of studying and preparing for this discussion, I just wrote, wrote down a question of how important is praise? And I kind of sat there and, th- and thought about it for uh, uh, just a little bit and was like trying to think about it. And the Lord just kind of spoke to me about how much praise is in the Bible and how much you can find in there about praising God and how much you can find about magnifying the Lord. And I just want to look through several scriptures today just to see what the Word of God says about praise and how God anointed people and how He 
spoke through them by the Holy Spirit to talk about praise and how they put such an emphasis on praise. I want to start with Proverbs 4, 21 and 22. We have read this before, and I think it's an awesome scripture. It says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and they are health to all their flesh. And I love that scripture so much. It's a scripture that I definitely try to keep in the forefront of my mind as I go through my life, that I can have life and health in his words. Starting in Psalm 150, it says, Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and the harp. Praise him with the tremble and dance. Praise him with string instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The psalmist here says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And one day that will take place, it's written that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And I love that because, you know, at some point, everybody's going to proclaim the praise of the Lord and, and confess him as Lord. It's not, at that point, though, it, it will be too late for some people. But everything that has breath shall praise the Lord and will praise the Lord. Psalm 107, verses 1, 8, and 9. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Psalm 29 verse 2 says to give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The word beauty there can be translated to mean majesty. So worship the Lord in the majesty of holiness. I love that scripture. It's one that I'm trying to make the foundation of my life going forward that I give the Lord the glory due to his name because he is worthy to be praised. You know, and we want, you know, people always think that that praise is an optional thing in their life. And the more that I've studied out the praise found in the Bible, it was never something that God wanted to be optional. It's something that he does make it optional for you. You know, you do have free will, but it's something that the Christian life kind of demands praise in a sense that when you begin to think about what the Lord has done for you and what he saved you from, that and praise just should just come out of you naturally for what has taken place in, in our lives for from what Jesus has done for us. Again, it says, Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the majesty of holiness. And I love that, you know, we don't think a lot about how holy the Lord is and how holy God is and how he demand holiness back from us even though we put our faith in jesus and jesus stands between us you know we put us and and jesus makes us holy we can never do it on our own but man i love that that we we worship the lord in the in the majesty of, of holiness psalm 7 17 says i will praise the lord according to his righteousness 
and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Psalm 50 verse 23. Whoever offers praise glorifies me, and to him who understands his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. Psalm 34 verses 1 through 10 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name. Together I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to me and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his, his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blesses the man who trusts in him. O oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger. But those who s seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. The fear of the Lord here that it's talking about is not talking about being scared of God or, or doing things because you fear what might happen, but rather it's reverence and that you reverence the Lord and you honor him and give him the glory. Again, back to Psalm 29 where, where David said that, he says, give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. That's what fear, fear of the Lord is talking about. It's talking about giving reverence and honor and splendor. You know, It, it means splendor and glorious to, to give honor and reverence to, to glory. and. And I, and I love that where it says to magnify the Lord with me. You know, and this is David. If you read through any of the Psalms that David writes, most of them are going to have some kind of, I will bless the Lord or bless the Lord or magnify the Lord, glory to the Lord, some kind of praise to him. And David, I think, had a very good understanding of what it means to praise the Lord and to magnify and he invites us to, to magnify the Lord with him and to exalt his name together. David, man, he praised the Lord and, and, and he had a, a, such a, a, a fellowship with the Lord that I'm sure was unlike most people of his time and even in today's world. Psalm 103 verses 1 through 5 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I think far too often people think that, oh, I should praise the Lord or I should read my Bible or I should do this, that, and the other to make God do something for me. But really... If God did nothing else, what he's already done for us is enough. You know, if, if you didn't, didn't get healed, if you didn't receive your breakthrough of financially or, or what have you, God is still good. And salvation is an amazing benefit to have. We praise God not because of all the benefits that he has, but because we love God and we want to have a fellowship with Him, not just a relationship. You know, I know a lot of people have 
a father or a mother that wasn't really in the picture and they have that relationship with them due to birth, but there is no fellowship. I think, and then that's what God seeks and wants from us is to fellowship with us and just to spend time with us. And it blesses God when we do that. Like, you know, back in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, God came and met with them in the cool of the evening and just spoke to them and talked to them. And, you know, they had nothing to ask for. They had nothing to ask forgiveness of. All their needs were met. They didn't need clothes. They didn't need a car. They didn't need any money. You know, they had everything that they had, or they had all that they could ever need and more. Yet they still had that time with God and they spoke with Him and they had a fellowship with God that was deeper than just, oh, bless the Lord. Now let me see what I can get from God. Now, with that being said, obviously, you should believe the Word of God. And when you bless the Lord and you praise Him, you should still, to a degree, expect that His promises are going to be true and that His Word is true, that He does offer benefits and He does forgive all your iniquities. He does heal all your diseases. He does redeem your life from destruction. He does crown you with love and kindness and tender mercy. He satisfies your mouth with good things. And he does renew your youth like the eagles. And you should be able to expect that ha happen over your life as you praise him. But that's not the main reason why we should be going to God to praise him. It should be out of a heart of reverence for him and to have a fellowship with him that's deeper than just a, I'm here for my blessings and thank you, Lord. I love in the book of Revelation that it says in chapter 4, it says, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. We were created for God's pleasure, and we were created to praise Him. We were created to go through life with a reverence for the Lord. We were made, created. For God's pleasure. We are, are made to praise Him. Again, you do have free will to decide what you do, obviously, with your free will and your decisions to praise or not praise. But man, the more I, I've studied after this stuff, the more I see that we don't give praise or we, we don't honor God and praise God the way that we should. And that's the way that the Word of God describes. And the characters' lives that we follow. I mean, again, David was one of them that praised God all the time. Paul did all the time. You see that in the New Testament church too, where they praise God, and you know that they'd be in prison, and then they would praise God. You know, as soon as I think in Acts, that at midnight Paul and Silas began to praise God and pray. And while they were in jail, there was an earthquake, but it wasn't like a normal quake that just made everything fall apart but rather it shook off the shackles and opened the prison doors. And that is an earthquake like I've never seen before that came directly by the power of God because instead of whining and moaning and groaning about their problems and situations, oh God, why'd you put me in prison? They praise God for the impact and what he does and what and who he is. And in turn, God released him from jail and even led the jailer and his family to the Lord through Paul and Silas because of that, because of them being put in jail. 
Philippians 4, Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And so often we come to God and all we do is petition and ask and we want God to do something for us right? rather than just come into his presence and rejoice and to be happy and joyful with him. Now, again, there is obviously it says here that there is a time for asking and, and going into petition things from God, but it's with thanksgiving and it should be a very small part of our prayer life and our time with God. Most of it should just be rejoicing in the Lord and praising him, magnifying his name. Isaiah 26.3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is set on you because he trusts in you. When we begin to praise God and we make known things to him with thanksgiving, you know, thanks, thanksing, thanking him for already accomplishing it for us, thanking him for what he's already done and continues to do through us, magnifies him more than the problem, and peace comes as a byproduct of praise. Psalm 63 says, Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. Psalm 139.14 says, For you formed my inward parts, covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Psalm verse 9 says, I will praise you, O Lord. With my whole heart, I will tell of all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. I want you to look at the psalmist's words here. I will praise. I will tell of all the marvelous works. I will be glad. I will sing praise to your name. It's a choice. You know, we have a choice to do it or not do it. But as we do it, and we have to have a willing heart to go into the presence of God and just and to, and to minister to him in a way that magnifies him and makes him more important than our problems and situations. Colossians 2, 6 and 7 says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. And we should be walking through our life, rooted and built up in in Lord Jesus Christ, and rebounding in it with thanksgiving. First Thessalonians 5 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Hebrews 12 says, Therefore, since we, have, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Hebrews 13 says, Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But do not forget to do good and to share for with sacrifices. God is, God is well pleased. Isaiah 25 says, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will exalt you. I will praise your name for you have done wonderful things. Your counsels of old our faithfulness and truth. And I just want to end 
the scriptures with Psalm 100. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. I hope you can take these scriptures and begin to think on them and meditate them, speak them over your life, and begin to magnify God larger than yourselves, and me included, making time to praise the Lord and not just go and ask God for stuff and petition him for things that maybe he's already said that we could have, that we don't even have to pray, pray about them or ask for them, but rather we just speak them into existence. Your praise is God's provision because as you praise him and magnify him, he does have benefits. He has a benefit package that is beyond anything you've ever known before. As we go through these messages over the next few weeks, I'm going to begin to, again, just go through these scriptures and really put an emphasis on praising what it does for us and what it does for God. I mean, it blesses God just for him to know that we love him and to come in and just tell him that. And just, you know, even if it's 10 minutes of saying, God, I love you, I trust you, thank you. And that's all we say for 10 minutes. God, I love you. God, I love you. Speaking in tongues, you know, just being in the presence of God, you know, that that's where there is fullness of joy. It's in the presence of God and at his right hand is pleasures forevermore. I think I said that in Psalm 16, I believe. But as we go th throughout our weeks, man, let's make our praise high. Let's believe God for his provisions that follow that. I look forward to seeing you guys back here. Enjoy the rest of you guys this week. I look forward to seeing you guys next time.